I was scrolling TikTok one day and like there's this girl that I follow. She always reads these anonymous secret questions of people that email into her like crazy stuff, just like people cheating on their husband. It's wild. And so like I always found it fascinating. Like I always tuned in when she like talked about these things because like one, I just think like the people questions people ask were like unreal, but like her replies to them like were so comical that like I was like laughing, but I was like, oh, this is also kind of serious. And I was like, oh, cool. Like that could actually be translated over to the marketing world. This is The Anonymous Marketer, a podcast where we tackle the biggest questions from the B2B marketing community. But instead of bringing on guests for a quick chat, every question comes from an anonymous source. These are the questions B2B marketers have, but are afraid to ask. Let's start the conversation. If you didn't notice already, we decided to switch up the theme of the podcast. Crazy, right? After more than 45 episodes of Rep Your Brand, I decided to change it up and start a brand new show called The Anonymous Marketer. But why would I stop producing a show that I've done for nearly two years? Great question. In this episode, I'm happy to release an interview I did while appearing on Recorded Content, a podcast produced by Motion that helps small marketing teams get the most out of their podcasts. In the interview, I have a conversation with Tristan Pellegrino, the co-founder of Motion, and we uncover what I learned while doing nearly 50 episodes of Rep Your Brand and why I decided to pursue a new show. Let's dive in. Nick, well, first things first. This is a long time coming, but uh, welcome to Recorded Content. Yeah, definitely appreciate you having me here. Excited. Well, you know, there's a lot I want to get into with your journey as a podcaster, but even before we do that, I thought we would go back to really the first time we we quote unquote met, which was, uh, it was virtually, and we've actually never met in person still, but uh, we met virtually during, it was the heat of the pandemic, maybe six months in. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but it was uh, the Rev Genius community, and there were some slacks flying around, and, and then it was a relatively new community. And you put something out there about this interest in a podcast, and uh, and naturally that uh, drew the interest uh, of me and, and my business partner, Justin Brown. If you can think back to that time, what was your interest and your initial inclination as to why you wanted to pursue a podcast for me i just thought it was always interesting like i to be honest i don't listen to a a ton of podcasts but i felt like there was so much that i could do to diversify the content that i created on linkedin and to get more information out there for people and i feel like it was i don't want to say it was like at the early point of like when people were doing podcasts because people were doing podcasts forever but it's definitely become more crowded in the last like year and a half or so. But it was something where I was like, yo, this could be cool. Like I would love to talk to other people that I look up to and just, it's like, you know, you're picking their brain, like you're getting advice and it's free advice. And like, I feel like that's a huge win for someone that is maybe not younger in their career, maybe younger in their career, but someone that wants to level up professionally and personally. Yeah, and at the time um, when, you know, this this slack that you sent out looking for folks that wanted to collaborate on the podcast, you know, that, that really kicked off the process of us working together. We started a podcast with Rev Genius and then transitioned into a show for that, that you're hosting and it's one emotions network of shows. You know, if I go back to what, what you were thinking about, 
and what you were wrestling with with rep your brand which is the the show that we started with I, I remember those earlier conversations where at the time on LinkedIn you you were very prominent with field marketing and that that was really uh, the core the the messaging that you put out on LinkedIn and I know when you were looking to start a podcast, you were unsure as to, you know, do, do I kind of double down on field marketing and, and go in that direction? Or do I just like shift into something completely different and really focus on, on personal branding? How did you really feel about developing that theme initially? Like what, what were some of the things that you were going through there? Yeah, you know, it was it was interesting for me because it was something that I guess it was still newer at the time for me. Field marketing was what I what I knew is like, you know, what I did for the last at the time, like seven, eight years or so. And it was something that I could talk about to, to anyone. And I feel like that was always the thing. You pick something that you could talk about to someone else for a period of time. And like, it's not like you're just pulling it out of the sky. Like it's something you can have an intellectual conversation with someone about it. And I was like, oh, okay, that could be cool. But then like on the personal branding side, it was something where I understood the benefits of it. I was still early on in my journey on specifically LinkedIn and creating content, but I understood the power of it. I understood how it can open doors that you never thought were possible, especially as a marketer. I feel like a lot of salespeople at the time were talking about it. But from a marketing standpoint, not many people were talking about it. And I thought, well, hey, if we can do this show on personal branding and help other marketers understand the potential, it becomes such an amplifier to everything else that, that, that we're doing out there. And that was, that was kind of the, the pivot there. And I actually made a post about this, but people started to then think about me as a personal branding person versus a, a field marketer. And we could definitely get into that piece of it too. But it was like, um, I don't want to say like a career change or like mindset change, but it was different for me because I was never known as that. So you elected to go in this direction with personal branding. I mean, how did it feel to not really drop field marketing, but, you know, kind of... Uh, put this level of expertise almost in the background and pursue something new in personal branding? I mean, how did that switch feel at the time? Yeah, it, it definitely felt like I was out of my comfort zone a little bit. And, and they always say, you know, hey, if you're, not, if you're not feeling uncomfortable, you're not stepping outside your comfort zone, you're not, you know, going out there for growth. And it was, it was at a point where I wanted to grow both personally and professionally. So I was willing to take on new challenges that, that I haven't before, but it was, you know, it was a little bit daunting when you're known for one thing and you're, you're, you're just kind of like dropping that. And it's like, yo, Hey, if I was a marketer and tomorrow I decided to go be a teacher, like that's a completely different change there. And it's like your mindset changes, the, the people that you're connected with somewhat changes, like the audience wasn't just failed marketers, it was ma marketers as a whole. And so the people that you're building relationships with is different. So it took a little bit getting used to it. It wasn't so much of a learning curve or anything like that. It was more so just getting um, comfortable speaking about it, being intellectual about it, being open about all the challenges that, that are out there. So what were you worried about? You know, Nick Bennett, this field marketer, Switching to personal branding podcasts. I mean, what worried you the most, do you think, when, when you made that switch? W would anyone actually listen? <laughs> um, I was just like, you know, hey, listen, I don't know. Like people, people always talk to me about field marketing, 
we've never really talked personal branding. Is someone going to just listen to this random guy that hops on a podcast and starts talking about personal branding? And that was the one thing I was worried about. But I was like, you know what? At the end of the day, if no one listens, I'm at least having conversations with people that I can learn from. And I think that's the benefit of doing a podcast. Those are priceless compared to like, I could have 100,000 subscribers but if you're having those conversations, one-on-one deep conversations with people that you want to learn from that can really significantly upgrade your life, I think that's way more important. Yeah, I agree. When you start with that that mindset of you know, really just ignoring the downloads and, and just focusing on the, the conversations, the one-to-one conversations at first, I think that's a really good building block to, to what you can work with later on down the road. And that's what I appreciated about, about the approach that you took initially. And, and that said, with your initial approach, what, what were your thoughts around personal branding when you started? You mentioned a second ago that there weren't a lot of people at that time talking about personal brand because we, we were really just switching to this remote work environment and people were getting used to working from home and trying to connect with employees and customers virtually. So there were, there were a lot of things going on. And then there was this element of personal branding, which is really you know, trying to get known for something out there and, and to express yourself on LinkedIn. But what, what were your core beliefs in personal branding when you started Rep Your Brand? Yeah, you know, for, for me, it was more so, you know, showing how I think about different things. Because for me, I never wanted to use a resume to apply to a job again. And I don't own my own company or anything like that. I've always worked for an employer. But if I can be selective and have my choice at where I want to go next because of the brand that I've created for myself, I think that's it's 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 a huge upside over over not doing it. And I can tell you that the conversations that I've been able to have with like VPs of marketing, CMOs, really kind of solidify that piece of of what I was thinking a couple of years ago. Um, and it's just. It was so interesting. Like I thought personal branding was just really sharing your sharing your thoughts, valuable thoughts. And if you can help one person a day, then you're in a better spot than, than the day before. I didn't know that it went way beyond that to the relationships that you build, to ultimately, you know, brand partnerships, to sponsorships, to all these other aspects of it that play into it. And ultimately selling, you know, digital products. It's, it's just, there's so many layers that go way deeper than just people thinking personal branding. I'm going to post, I'm going to become an influencer. I'm going to get a million likes and have all these followers. Like it's way deeper than that. And it, I think it starts with the relationships that you build. On Rep Your Brand, I mean, you've, you've interviewed a variety of folks, not just marketers. I mean, you've had business owners, sales professionals, you know, really anyone that's, that's touching revenue in, in some shape or form, uh, what do you think is a common element that, that you were able to draw from with all of those interviews with respect to personal branding? Yeah, I would say showing up, showing up every day, whatever that means to you, whether it means creating your own content, uh, sharing your best practices, engaging with the community, LinkedIn as a whole, as a community, and, and kind of starting those relationships with other people. It was the consistency of showing up every single day. And that's people, lots of people fall off from that. Like there's people that, you know, almost three years ago when I started posting on LinkedIn, they're nowhere to be found now. They, they burnt out, they put too much into it, just realized it wasn't for them. 
And there's like a small amount of people that like are still posting from three years ago. And then you think about the people that started even before that, like the Scott Leases, the Morgan Ingrams, like all those people that started maybe five, six, seven years ago, like, and they're still going. And it's just, it's, it's, again, it's the consistency of showing up, whatever that means to you every single day. So you talked about folks that, you know, have been at it for a while and then some people fall off. Like, what do you think, or what surprised you the most when you were having these conversations around personal branding over the last few years? Yeah, it was just, it was so interesting how a lot of people talked about similar stuff, but different approaches to it. It was like, you know, for, for example, a lot of people talked about like the consistency, consistency aspect of it. But consistency means one thing to one person, one thing to another person. And it's like, it's more so showing up in, in how you want to show up, whether it's commenting on other people's stuff, doing your own content, doing collaborative projects, things like that. That was one thing that, that, that I pulled out for sure. The other thing was um, that it, it's, you have to realize that as soon as you start to, to build a brand for yourself and create an audience, that there's going to be people who don't agree with the content that you create. There's going to be, you know, haters out there that, that hate on what you do. Um, but that's just like any social media platforms. You're, you're putting your thoughts out to the world. And there's going to be people that are going to say, hey, this is LinkedIn, not Facebook. Uh, um, and those comments always crack me up, by the way. But like, you know, there's people that just think that like LinkedIn is a professional platform and you shouldn't bring your personal life onto there. I disagree completely, but again, there's always going to be people who don't like the takes that you take. Like, for example, like there was things that I've talked about um, from a marketing perspective that people don't agree with. Some people do it more respectfully than others, and some people do it very disrespectfully of how they approach you about that. But everyone that I've talked to, there was that was always the the piece that kind of came through as well. So, how did you feel the first time? You know, you're you're running this podcast. You're talking about personal branding as, as kind of like you're building in public as well. So how did it feel the first time you got like that DM and you're like, were you deflated? Like, what, what, what did that feel like? Yeah, it was just I, honestly, I, I start, I'm the person that overanalyzes everything, um, which is why I have to keep my content like so like five minutes or less because I get I'm, I'm a very indecisive person. And then I overanalyze beyond that. And so when someone sends me something or tells me something that isn't what I want to hear, I start to get in my own head, like, did I do this wrong? Like, am I thinking about this wrong? But that was at the very beginning. Now, I, I, I don't care. Like, people say some crazy stuff to me. And, like, I just brush it off. And I just kind of continue going to do what I'm doing because I know that's worked for me for so long. And that's what the people in my audience want to hear. So just because one or two people say something about you and they don't like your take or they don't like your approach to certain things, I just brush it off now. But before, like, I remember the first couple, like I was talking to my friends and I was just like, I got this message. Like, I I'm like stressing out. Like, should I be like not posting anymore? Like, and I just remember I, it was, I think I was actually talking to, to Chris Walker about it. Uh, and he was just like, listen, there's going to be people who always disagree. He's like, listen, I have plenty of haters. And he's just like, who cares? He's just like, your content isn't for everyone. And I think that's an important piece to, to remember. 
LinkedIn, like there's so many, like, I think there's like 810 million users now. Like you're not going to be a fan of, or 810 million people aren't going to be a fan of you. Um, But it's all about creating your community that you want to be a fan of you. And for those that aren't, you just kind of move on. So when did you, I guess, get that tough skin? You know, how many time, how many DMs did you have to receive to where you're like, okay, I can, I can brush it off now. When, when did that happen for you? It was probably a year, year in from like creating content because he was, there were so many people who disagreed with like my failed marketing stuff and like a lot of salespeople that would be like, no, like failed marketing isn't like a revenue function. You're an event planner. And like, I was just, I remember like, and I, at the time, like I never really replied to these people because like I don't like confrontation either. Um, and so like I was just like, all right, cool. You don't agree with it. Just hit archive, move on. Um, but now like I, I'll reply to anyone like you want to you want to call me out on something like let's have a conversation about it. Like I'm fine with doing it respectfully, but I like it took me a year before I was like, you know what, like, who cares what people think? Like, I don't, I don't care. Like there's just in life, like there's people I know that, that don't like me today. And that's cool. There's people I don't like either, but we're cordial when we're around each other and, um, you were respectful. And I think that's all that matters. Yeah. And, and how do you feel about the term personal branding? I mean, I know that's something that we've talked (laughs) about on, on Slack, you know, and, and some folks will, we'll just shit on the term altogether out there. And, and, and then some people are like, it's just, it is something that exists and we can't, you know, we can't ignore the fact that this is a, a part of social media now. And, and it's part of your professional career where you, you do have to be, or you do have to share your perspective out there, like to avoid the situation where, um, you know, you're, you're posting a resume and trying to get a job for folks that, that are looking to, to grow that way. You know, it, it's almost like, you can share your perspectives and your thoughts that almost get you, you know, steps ahead versus the competition that's out there. But I mean, how do you feel about the term personal branding, at least now versus maybe when you started Rep Your Brand? Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting, because I still 100% believe that someone should create a personal brand for themselves 100%. Like you could never convince me not to. However, I feel like now, what, you know, three years into this pandemic almost, um, that it's it's something that everyone is talking about. Like, you can't scroll LinkedIn more than 10 posts at a time without someone talking about personal branding. And it's great that it's such a buzzword and that people are talking about it. And I've actually tried to be more selective of, of, of using the word. And so sometimes I'll actually call it audience building instead um, and the and the reason I, I did that, it was funny, was when I interviewed Amanda Natividad for my podcast, we were talking about personal branding and she actually doesn't like the word either. And she would always refer to it as like building an audience. And I was just like, ah, I like that. That that makes a lot of sense. It's not like it's not like everyone's talking about it. It's like, cool, yeah, like building an audience. I get it a hundred percent. And um I think the the issue was over time people just associated me as the personal branding person out of you know one of many because at that point you're you're not just a marketer, like you're going up against salespeople, engineers, finance, whoever wants to talk about personal branding, it's a it's a universal topic. It's not like marketers can only talk about it. And so I feel like it became such a crowded space that 
everyone was was doing their thing and it, for me I was just like ah you know I don't want to be known as that anymore like I was losing the fact that I was being known as a marketer and ultimately that's what my career is going to be I'm, I'm going to be a marketer for who knows how long but I will never be that person that goes and creates a personal branding course or sells a you know personal branding whatever I don't know it's just it's it's something where I find it fascinating, but I want to be a marketer first and and talk about audience building second. So yeah, that that said, so you you know you've been running this podcast, rep your brand to to highlight personal branding experiences of of other people, but yet like you say, you're not willing to go that far to where you're going to say, all right, I'm really going to hitch my wagon to this personal branding thing. Like when did you realize? All right, personal branding is definitely something that uh, is important to me, but it's not that important. I, I have some other interests. Like, when did you come to that conclusion, do you think? It was, it was probably about eight months ago now where, you know, I moved into more of that evangelism, customer marketing type role. And for me, I was like, okay, great. Evangelism, like helping be the face of a brand by creating content. Again, that at the time, like it's marketing related content. So if I want to set myself up to be or help be the face for non-executives to focus on why evangelism is important in B2B companies, I need to start talking about marketing content more. And from a customer marketing perspective, again, it's something I've never done before. It's brand new, but I've just been trying to share my learnings on different programs and projects that I've been running. And people have, have DM'd me saying how much they actually love the marketing content that I create versus more so that that broad type of content. And again, you're not going to reach, you know, it, that's why it's like, you know, don't play the vanity game because if you're talking about customer marketing and evangelism and influencer marketing and things like that, you're not going to get those, you know, 500, 1000 plus likes and like millions of comments. Like so I to be honest, like I don't even look at my like my impressions or any of that stuff anymore. I haven't looked at that stuff in like a few months. And I was just like, you know what? Who cares? Like, um, if I'm making a difference and I'm talking about what I want to talk about, that's, that's all that matters. You know, I think in, in order for you to get to that point where, uh, you know, you're realizing yourself that, okay, you know, I've been, I've been talking about or exploring personal branding quite a bit. I think it's a time for something else. I think in order to get to that point, you have to consistently produce content and record podcast episodes and have conversations. So why was, and that's something that I really admire about what you do. You've, you've always been consistent with this show, Rep Your Brand, and, and that's helped us out a lot. And it's been a good working relationship because of your consistency. So why, why is consistency so important to you as a podcast host? It's just, it's, it's staying top of mind in, in, in people's things. And that's why, I mean, I, I post two times a day on LinkedIn and like, you know, there's people that tell me like, you shouldn't be posting that much, like focus on your job, like focus on like making an impact. And I was like, well, part of my job is posting on LinkedIn. Like I drive a significant amount of pipeline and revenue for the company. Like, and I'm, you know, I will, could possibly be hired by other companies to do the same thing. And that's why I think like the evangelism piece is so important. It's like, you have to show up and you have to do your thing. And like the, the, the interesting thing is when I think of like an evangelism role, I actually tie a podcast specifically under that 
or at least it should be done that way. Because again, if you're the face of the brand, you have the podcast for the company, you are having the conversations with the prospects and customers that matter, it all amplifies all the other channels that you're already running. Yeah. And, and when we think about, you know, like you just mentioned, all, all these aspects kind of work and, and play off a podcast, like how, you know, because you were so consistent, like how do you think that consistency made you a better host? Because when you started out, you, you mentioned earlier, you, you weren't like this veteran podcaster by any stretch. Um, so you had to get some reps in. So, so why do you think consistency played a role in your improvement as a host? I think it's just, it's just like anything. Repetition helps you be better at whatever craft you're trying to, to, to do. And so, I mean, for me, it's, figuring out how to interview better, figuring out how to ask the questions that go deeper, that go a layer deeper. Because, you know, we've all been on the podcast where it's just like 10 scripted questions that they ask every single guest, but it doesn't actually go deeper into who that person is, what they believe in, tailoring those conversations around them. Because I feel like those are the best types of podcasts when you're actually tailoring it to the guests so that whoever's listening can be like, wow, like I learned a lot. And for me, I didn't know, I didn't know these things going into it, but over time between you and Justin and others, like I've like, I've learned how to tailor my questions. I've learned how to go deeper on certain topics. I've learned how to frame and reframe certain things so that it makes a better episode. And I mean, I think over time we've seen it as well, where the number of downloads of the show and the number of listeners has has gone up. And I think that's just because one, the guests have been incredible, but two, like I've just been able to perfect, or I don't even want to say perfect because I'm far from from perfect in this aspect, but I think I've been able to hone in on what makes me a better podcaster. And, and what do you think is your strongest suit? You know, you, you listed some improvements that you made, but like, you know, the Nick Bennett now, um, you know, compared to Nick Bennett episode one, I mean, how, how do you think the podcast host is, is different? I think it's just, I think it's just understanding in doing the research on the guests that you goes a little bit deeper. It's before it was like, you know, s s surface level to a certain degree, but now I feel like it's, it's more so understanding what levers to pull and understanding how to dig deeper and ask those additional questions. I mean, you've done it a few times here and I've picked up on that, but you know, I would never have picked up on that a couple of years ago. Like I would just, you know, listen and just be like, Oh, cool. You know, Tristan's asking me questions. I get it. But I understand the way that you're asking these questions now and the way that, you know, if I say something and you're going a little bit deeper and I feel like I've tried to do a better job of that as well, when someone gives me an answer and we dig deeper on that and then that takes us somewhere else and also just try to be more flexible. Like I always went into it where like I felt like I had to take the conversation a certain way versus letting it flow organically. And I feel like that makes a huge difference when it's a lot more conversational versus like one person just talking at the other. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's always the balance to strike too. I, I, uh, I try to have that clear objective up front, but then you're right. You know, sometimes you have to go down like these little rabbit holes and, and then strategically bring it back. And it, it's hard. It's hard to do. And, and sometimes you, you do it better in one episode versus another. 
Uh, but that said, I mean, you, you've kind of, you've gained all this experience with all these interviews. Um, but you just mentioned eight months ago, you, you kind of came to this realization that maybe Rep Your Brand has, has run its course a bit. Um, you've explored personal branding and the challenges that, that people face in, in the height of the pandemic. But now, you know, the world's changing a bit. You have some new interests as well. When did you say, hey, I, I want to do something new and, and completely shift from Rep Your Brand versus like just altering it a little bit? It, you know, it's a new show or something completely new that I want to pursue. Yeah, I think it was only like a, like a short time ago, honestly. Um, and I think it was, it was just the fact that, you know, I remember we were, we were talking, I was just like, this is kind of, you know, we were talking about maybe doing something for like the new year. And like, I was like, oh, this could be, this could be cool. And I remember, cause I was scrolling TikTok one day and like, there's this girl that I follow and like, she always reads these anonymous secret questions of people that e email into her, like crazy stuff, just like, um, people cheating on their husband. It's wild. And so like, I always found it fascinating. Like I always tuned in when she like talked about these things. Cause like one, I just think like the people questions people ask were like unreal, but like her replies to them, like were so comical that like, I was like laughing, but I was like, Oh, this is also kind of serious. Um, and I was like, Oh, cool. Like that could actually be translated over to the marketing world. Cause there's so many times like, tr I mean, trust me, like myself, like I have questions and I've always turned to communities like Rev Genius, Peak, and others. However, like sometimes now that communities are even more crowded, like your coworkers may be in there as well. And like, you don't still always feel comfortable asking those questions in a way where people know who you are. But what if you could ask those questions in an anonymous way and get people to give you feedback and start a conversation? And then you create that and you post that, that video and clip on LinkedIn and you start to go deeper on that conversation. And then who knows, posts start to, to spin off from that. And you start to create a content engine that kind of fuels everything else. And um, I was like, one, this helps me get back to being known as a marketer. Um, but two, I just think that it's such a fascinating thing. And I think it's, I, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone is doing this right now. Yeah, and I know when we started to talk through the concept of like this anonymous nature to the show, you know, I I was exploring things and one of my favorite podcasts is Anonymous Acquisitions, actually. So, um, you know, I've exited my agency before. We're looking at growing through acquisitions and, you know, it's always interesting. These gentlemen take this approach with the show where they'll just pull up a, a business that's for sale and it's it's an anonymous acquisition. They you don't really know what the exact business is, but they'll just dissect like all the attributes of it. And they'll conceptually go through the business details and, you know, what strikes them is interesting, what red flags they see, but there's, it's real information there. And I think that's the interesting piece to anonymous questions is you get these details that people will share because they're not identified. And that's really the detail that allows you to go a level deeper. You know, people take off, you know, there, there's this filter that's, that's removed that a lot of times people, you know, there's a front that they, they put in place and you don't really get to that, those exciting details. But if you take that away, you say, all right, it's anonymous. We're not going to, you know, state who you are, what the company is. 
yep. and you can really get uh, those interesting details in play and have a real discussion. I think that's what makes it interesting. So, so that said, Nick, walk me through, you know, what is the new show? Yeah. So, so the anonymous marketer, it's a show where people will submit questions anonymously on, you know, kind of like the biggest questions that, that the B2B community has. And, and I can tell you some of the questions that have been submitted um, around career growth, uh, product-related questions, which is actually, there was a few of them that were really interesting as a marketer, how you think about like emails and uh, attribution and things like that. So it, it's not just like one topic. It can be a variety of topics. And so what will happen is myself, whether I do a solo episode or a guest will come on with me. And we'll just kind of riff on, you know, two questions. Uh, we'll kind of theme them together and we'll just talk about it and we'll start the conversation. And this isn't about, you know, the right or the wrong answer. This is just about starting a conversation. And I think it's important because a lot of these questions aren't always asked or at least publicly asked in like a, a LinkedIn format or anything like that. So I think starting these conversations through audio and video podcasts and then turning it into content on LinkedIn that continues that conversation is going to be incredibly important. And I think as we move into 2023 with uh, less budgets, um, less people due to layoffs, everyone's looking to level up and be the best that they can and figure out, hey, how do I you know, make the most of a crappy situation at times? And hopefully this show can help people with that. So what excites you the most about the new format, do you think? I think just the fact that it's not talking about the same topic. Like, you know, when you think personal branding, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to go depending on the guest. But personal branding is personal branding. I feel like everyone knows like what it is. However, when you have questions that are submitted from people, I mean, those could be really anything. Um, and I think that's that's such like that's the interesting thing. Like you could be talking about career growth one episode, move over to talking about emails the next episode. Who should marketing be reporting to in the third episode? And it's like, you have all these things and it's like, cool, like it's fresh. Like it's not someone tuning in to just hear about the same topic every single you know, week or every other week. Yeah. And the interesting too, thing for me too is um, a lot of these questions, at least from what we've seen so far, you know, they, they have like this extra context there. So it might be someone that's earlier stage in their career, or maybe they're even in a much later stage in their career. And I think hearing your responses to it and, and a guest that you bring on, you get these different perspectives. And it's back to your point where it's not about a right or wrong answer. There, there might be two right answers to the question, but because people are in different stages of their career, it might pertain to an audience member differently, right? So if I'm young, you know, I'm a younger professional and I'm interested to hear the perspective from someone who is earlier on in their career, that's more interesting to me than maybe someone that's a 20-year veteran uh, on the marketing team. So I think that's what's uh, going to be very interesting is how we piece all that together and how those conversations carry through on, on LinkedIn and you know other communities because I think we'll hopefully generate this flywheel to get details and, yeah. and to really have detailed conversations around some of the the burning questions that that people have. So at least you know that's a little bit about 
what excites me anyway, <laughs> I think. From your perspective, you know, if someone tunes into episode one of The Anonymous Marketer, I mean, what are you hoping right away that they get from the, the new show? I just hope that they can learn something, uh, something that, that benefits them. And, in, in, you know, I guess, I, I don't know if I can even say this, but sneak peek, um, you know, episode one's going to be more so about career growth. And if this can help a marketer figure out from a career growth perspective, hey, like I'm in a similar situation or how do I avoid that situation? Like hopefully that will at least help them start to think about this so that no one is stuck in a spot where they don't want to be. Um, and sometimes it's tough. Again, you know, in the market that we're in right now, people are taking roles just because they have to. And it may not be the best role for them. Um, and it might not be the best role for their career uh, from a growth perspective. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that people will learn right away and want to, to tune in to see, hey, like, yeah, you're, I feel like you're literally talking about me. And then they can learn from that. They can start the conversation. And then hopefully there will be others besides myself and the guests that can kind of, you know, chime in on that and start like add their thoughts of that. Because again, like, you know, I mentioned, this isn't about what I would say or even what the guests would say, like right or wrong. It's about starting that conversation. If we can get all of a sudden 20, 30, 40 people chiming in and like adding their thoughts into it. Now you've kind of created, wow, like a, I mean, I guess you call it a thread, like a thread of like all these people that are helping other people to potentially not fall into the pitfalls of, you know, career growth and things like that. So that's what I'm hopeful for. We'll definitely see uh, what people think though. And what do you think? Last question for you. What, what's the big difference between Nick Bennett, who's going to hit record on episode one of the Anonymous Marketer versus the Nick Bennett podcast host that, that hit record on episode one of Rep Your Brand? Oh, it's a, it's a good question. I feel like I'm a lot more free like now. Like I'm just, I'm here to, to hang out and talk marketing. Like it's, it, I feel like I don't have to be, I don't have to be scripted about it. I don't have to feel like I have to talk about a certain things. I'm just going to let it free flow. If I want to talk about, like, give my opinion on something, that, that's what I'm going to do. And I think another thing is I feel like with, you know, Rep Your Brand, it was all about the guest. It was focused on, on them. I didn't talk near, like, really at all. Um, I mean, I asked the questions, but it wasn't really my thoughts. This show, it's going to be my thoughts. And I think it's going to, one, create a ton of micro content that's going to be incredible that will help, again, further those conversations. But I get to actually talk about things that I'm passionate about and that I'm excited about. And hopefully, this just goes to show all potential employers that want to hire me down the road, again, ways that I think. It's like, great, you have your text-only stuff that's on LinkedIn of how your brain works, how you solve problem, problems, how you do programs. Now you have the audio and video, video version of how I approach these things. So you can see like, hey, am I excited about this? Am I, is this like a hot take or something like that? So I think that will be a couple of the big differences. All right. Well, Nick, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we got episode one coming uh, right around the corner here. And uh, it'll be exciting. It, it, you know, it's a relatively new format for us, too. And, uh, you know, we're, we're excited to be on the journey with you. So, 
Nick, I know a lot of people in the community already know you and, and where to go to find you, but I mean, where, where would you like to point them, um, you know, for the anonymous marketer and, and what's next for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, follow along on LinkedIn. I did create an, an the anonymous marketer uh, LinkedIn page as well. So definitely follow there because I'm going to be posting on there as well as my personal LinkedIn page. Try to, you know, amplify all that content out. Um, and if you want to subscribe to it, so you can go find, well, you'll be able to go find the anonymous market. If you want to get in early, go follow Rep Your Brand um, and it will roll over to to the new show as well. Yeah, that's the big thing. We're going to keep everything on the same RSS feed, just uh, change everything up there. So people will be able to to quickly see the transition there. So, all right. Well, Nick, this was a lot of fun. It was good to bring some of these uh, conversations, you know, live on, on a, in a podcast format. And uh, excited about the Anonymous Marketer and getting episode one out here before the end of the year. Yeah, definitely appreciate you having me. It's been a pleasure working with you both over the last couple of years, and I uh, can't wait to see what the future holds. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Anonymous Marketer. For more episodes, check us out wherever you get your favorite podcasts or visit us on the web at motionagency.io slash anonymous. And finally, this show is produced by Motion, a done-for-you podcast agency for small, scrappy B2B tech marketers. To learn how you can launch and grow a podcast for your company, visit motionagency.io.